This is Brain Diet, episode number 44. I'm Taylor Ann Macy, and you are listening to Brain Diet, where we feed your brain good information. What's up, everyone? Happy New Year. This episode is being released on January 1st of 2021. How exciting is that? Christmas and New Year's Day landed on a Friday this year, and so it has been so fun for me to do a holiday podcast and a New Year's Day podcast, and so I'm really excited to jump into this year and gear up with all the content that I'm going to be sharing, and there's just going to be so many amazing things happening this year that I am really looking forward to, and I have so much just in regard to this podcast that I'm really looking forward to sharing. So today is a good day and it's going to be a good year. So today's episode is titled Weight Loss Resolutions. Now for you to click on an episode relating to weight loss, it says a lot about your faith. By clicking on this episode, you might believe that there is something you haven't considered or maybe there's something more to learn and maybe you're just a long-time listener of this podcast and are clicking on this because it's the next episode and if that's the case I sincerely appreciate you but I also hope that you still will learn something even if the reason you're listening to this is just because you are an avid listener. I found it appropriate to do today's episode on January 1st, first day of 2021 on weight loss resolutions because that's typically a very popular thing for a person to choose when it comes to making goals and I remember as a kid I would watch the news before school I'd get up in the morning and I would make my breakfast and I would go sit on this little recliner and I would watch the news and every January they would have specials on the news about weight loss and it would be tips and tricks and different diets and different resources that people could utilize in order to pursue this goal of losing weight and the next year they would do the same thing right like every January there were new specials relating to weight loss and I remember as a kid watching this on the news I mean it was a very brief moment before school, but I would just catch a few minutes of the news. But I remember thinking in January every year, I'd be like, wait, didn't everyone do it last year? I thought everyone had this goal last year to lose weight. Why are we doing it again? And I find that as an adult, there's still that child part of me that still is surprised. (laughs) But every year it's like, oh, like maybe this will be the year that people don't decide to lose weight and it it ends up still being the year where people lose weight and I'm not even saying it's a bad thing to want to lose weight and that's what I want to talk more about in this episode it's just kind of funny to recognize that pattern in my own brain thinking that people would just be done at some point however I think that weight loss is a very powerful tool for us to get to know ourselves. And we don't really utilize it in that way. We just kind of throw different diets at ourselves and hope that it'll work. But if we want to do it in a way that is long-lasting and that is pain-free, it usually requires us to do some work on ourselves. There will always be more diets that come out. I mean, there is a reason that the diet industry is so lucrative. But like I said... 
looking in that space for a different diet or a different type of lifestyle, not usually the right source for the answer to the actual problem. Because what you're trying to do when you are trying to change the way that you're eating by throwing a different diet at yourself is you're trying to solve for the symptom, right? You have the symptom of your weight, but the problem, the reason why you weigh what you weigh, the reason why you're eating can't be solved by just changing your diet. That has to be addressed by going internally to figure out what's going on emotionally for you and mentally for you. I mean, how would you know better, right? We are exposed to diet culture regularly and consistently. I mean, as a kid, I was seeing it on the news and on talk shows and on magazines. And now on social media, it's all over the place. People are promoting different types of diets and lifestyles. And I think that those resources can be useful to a point. But all of these are external cures for the fat on a person's body. And these external cures can be very effective, but it's not too often that you see a person that starts keto and does it until they die or that starts any type of eating that's presented to them and then just stays on it forever. Some people do, right? If that works for them, that's great, but it's not the norm. The truth is we can't solve for the weight problem unless we know what's truly causing it, right? The problem isn't the weight. That's just the symptom. So for me as a coach, I see a person's body and the fat on a person's body as a message to go in to find out what's going on emotionally, right? Diets are the band-aid and emotions are the actual wound. Mental health is what needs to be nourished in order for our bodies to be nourished properly. Now, as a weight loss coach, I never give an external cure for the internal work, right? For any of you that are familiar with me, you know that The work that I do with my clients isn't giving them diet plans and exercise regimens. The way that I coach is very different and I address the root of the problem. We take care of your mental health and then anything that happens with your weight is just an awesome byproduct. And that's what makes it sustainable. That's what makes it something that you can maintain forever because you've actually solved for the problem, right? You haven't just put another band-aid on a bleeding hole. (laughs) So I'll say this. If you are one of those people that has set weight loss as your goal for this year, I want to help you, okay? If this is your year to finally do all of that internal work, and if you're ready to do that internal work, you're ready to do it right, you know where to find me. I am booking free mini sessions where we can discuss all of this. The link for that is in the show notes, right? You've heard me say this before. So if that's what you're ready to do, you know where to find me. What I want to share today if you are doing a weight loss goal this year, is a few things that are an offering as a suggestion to help you in this journey. So I have some tips to share with you today, and these are inspired by a lot of what Brooke Castillo has taught in relation to weight loss. She is an incredible master certified life coach, and she owns the Life Coach School and is an incredible mentor and thought leader. And so I was so inspired by some of the things she has taught me over the years that I wanted to compile some of her teachings and put my own spin on it and share that with you today as kind of a jumping off point if losing weight is what you're going to be focusing on in this new year. So the first tip I want to share with you today is you must become number one. 
I see it all too often when I'm coaching people where they say things like, I just don't have time to prepare my meals, or I just don't have time to feel my feelings, or I just don't have time to exercise. And when people say this to me, I view it as a tragedy. It is a tragedy if you believe that you don't have time to take care of yourself. The reason that this sometimes happens is we tend to overgive to others and undergive to ourselves. We are constantly in the service of others, especially mothers, right? In the service of your children or in the service of your home. And because we do this, we sometimes do it at the expense of ourselves, right? We overgive to people outside of us and then we undergive to ourselves by making excuses like, I just don't have time to feel, to exercise, to eat my meals, etc. And unfortunately, giving to others at your own expense in the way that I'm describing is often externally rewarded. When people do this, they are viewed as a giver. And really, like you are a giver. I believe that about you people that are making these excuses, but inside you are starving for your own attention. Bottom line is the most important person to take care of is you. And this is not coming from a selfish motive. It's coming from if you aren't healthy physically and mentally, you are no good to anyone. The more you overgive to others and undergive to yourself, it will come back to your detriment at some point. You have to become the most important person, not sacrificing your healthy eating, your exercise, and your emotional health for anyone. And this is kind of ironic because once you start taking care of you, you actually have so much more to give to others. I remember this when I first had kids, right? I first had my baby and I wanted to go back to the gym and I felt so much guilt about taking my son to the kid care that they had at the gym because it felt so wrong. I felt like I should be spending all of my time being with him and caring for him. Now, I love my children dearly, but I can't love them to the degree that I want to if I'm not loving myself first. And I realized that when I would take my kids to the gym in the morning, that I showed up as so much of a better mom throughout the rest of the day because I took the time for myself. When you don't take care of yourself, you are procrastinating your work in the world. I believe as humans, we have things to do on this planet. We have things to do in this life. And when you aren't taking care of yourself in such a way that lends to your ability to be able to do things, then you're not going to be able to do things. So rule number one is you must become number one. If you are doing weight loss in 2021, you have to prioritize yourself. You can't pour love from an empty pitcher. Okay, you hear me? Tip number two, be good company. When we think of people that we love to be around, picture someone that you love to be around. How do they act? How do they speak with you? How do they engage with you? Right? There are people that we are drawn to because we love their energy and we love the way they show up and we love their positivity or their perspective, right? But think about it this way. You are with yourself always. There is no one you are with more than you. You're stuck with you forever. When you think about this, does that seem like a good thing or a bad thing? I want you to really check in with yourself for a minute and consider. When you think, I'm stuck with me forever, Does that feel like a good thing or a bad thing? Because this is true, it's crucially important that we become good company 
for ourselves. What we tend to do is we expect other people to be nice to us and to meet our needs. We expect our spouses to give us attention, to love us, to ask about our day, to ask about how we're feeling. But the more important question is, are you doing that for yourself? We can't control other people to meet our needs as much as I wish we could. We can't. So if that's true, we have to rely on the most reliable person that we know. And that's you. There is no one more reliable than you to show up for yourself and be good company for yourself. Think about that person that you love to hang out with, that you love to be around. I want you to imagine their opposite. I want you to imagine someone that is extremely negative and mean and says nasty things. Would you want to hang out with that person all day long? That would be terrible. Like to be around someone like that constantly, that would be awful. So imagine being with someone all day long that just told you all day how wonderful you are and complimented you and encouraged you. That's the type of person you want to be around and you're always going to be around you. So that's your job. Your job is to be good company and to give yourself attention, to consider how you're feeling, to ask what you need, to love yourself. And this isn't selfish. This is just marveling at the creation that we are. We didn't create ourselves, something else did. And so in complimenting ourselves and loving ourselves, it isn't being stuck up or cocky. It is simply just appreciating the beauty of what is. It's like you go to a museum and you just marvel at the artwork that you see. You didn't create that artwork, you just appreciate how beautiful it is. This is exactly what we're doing with ourselves. Now, in this case of being good company for yourself, I don't want you to use affirmations that you don't believe. Don't just tell yourself flowery things if you don't believe them. Your job is to pay attention to what you actually like about yourself and be deliberate in noticing it and paying attention to it and celebrating it. All right, tip number three is to discipline yourself. I want you to think in the context of children. When my kids do certain things, I put my foot down. I do not allow certain behaviors and they know it. So in terms of your own discipline, this is what you have to do for yourself when you are mean to yourself. You have to put your foot down that you will not tolerate this behavior. You will not tolerate this dialogue. This is the end of it. This is the stopping point. When we are so severely mean to ourselves, there is no upside to it. It doesn't accomplish anything. It doesn't help us be better. If anything, it just facilitates insecurity and doubt. So never again allow yourself to speak to yourself this way. If you do, it's time for a timeout. Like take five. If you find yourself having a dialogue with yourself that is mean or even passive aggressively mean, do not stand for it. Next tip, be the compassionate observer. We have the ability, unlike all other living things, to think about what we think about. And especially for me as a coach, I really get to see what people are thinking clearly. And I do so without judgment because I literally am just the observer of what people are saying and what people are thinking. And so as you pursue your goals, you will make mistakes. And what I want to offer here is that you can observe what happens like you're watching a movie. We just wrapped up the Christmas season and I think about the Christmas carol 
and Scrooge when he goes back into other seasons of his life and watches himself. This is kind of what we have to do with ourselves as we do things that challenge us. We have to take a step back and observe ourselves and observe our mistakes. Like, so we screw up. So what? Beating yourself up over it isn't going to help anything, just like I mentioned. It just facilitates even less helpful things. But observing what's happening with us is a great opportunity to understand ourselves. Did you know that you cannot approve of something you've done and still approve of yourself? Like you can say, oh man, you know what? I don't approve of that type of behavior, but I still love me. I still got me. I still am amazing. I still am a magnificent creation by a creator. So as you make mistakes, observe them. Take a step back like Scrooge and watch yourself and love yourself. Next tip is I want you to do what you genuinely want long-term. So sometimes we wake up in the morning and we feel like staying in bed, but we ultimately want to work out. Or sometimes we feel like staying on the couch watching a show versus wanting to prepare a fueling dinner. Sometimes we feel like doing things when really what we want is contradictory to it. When we can recognize that sometimes we feel like doing things, but it's not actually what we want, then you can recognize that you're not actually working against your want by trying to get out of bed and go to the gym. You're not forcing anything. You just acknowledge that you're low energy and that that's okay. You might feel like staying on the couch or in bed, but you want things long-term. If we always did what we felt like in the moment, we wouldn't have modern medicine, technology, buildings, cell phones, food that can be delivered to your door. The reason that we have all of those things is because people wanted evolution. They wanted technological advancement. They wanted solutions, even though they probably felt like doing nothing. We are always going to feel like doing the easy thing, but what we really want is the long-term thing. So again, we are in the first few days of the new year and there are going to be a lot of things that you want to do. And that's what you have to really stay in. Don't listen so much to what you feel like doing and remember what you want long-term. The next tip is to find joy. If you are a person that gets a lot of joy from food, before you make changes to your diet, I want you to be deliberate in adding extra sources of joy to your life first. If you're very accustomed to getting the majority of your joy from food, if you start to change your diet, you are going to feel a lack of joy. You have to be onto yourself here and start to find things and fill your life with things that create so much joy for you, that can replace some of that joy. When you do this, you learn to rely on yourself to create joy instead of relying on food. You can use your brain to create joy instead of consume joy. And in that way, you become the one in charge. So I challenge you to explore things that bring you joy. What can you add to your life this year that will bring you so much extra joy? The next tip I want to share with you and final tip is to ask great questions. Questions are a really powerful way to access your own inner wisdom. 
And when you ask great questions, it really can be life-changing. Our brains are brilliant pieces of machinery. And if you manipulate them in the right way by asking amazing questions, you will get amazing results. So as you pursue your goals for this year, you can ask things like, how can I make this fun? How can I make this easy? How can I lose weight and do it painlessly? How can I lose weight and not feel deprived? How can I make today better than yesterday? When you ask these questions, your brain will go to work finding answers. Our brains are problem solvers. So if you present them with a problem, it will go to work looking for the solution. If you present them with a question, it will go to work looking for answers. So if you ask the right questions in the right way, your brain is going to be working on very useful and deliberate and helpful answers that will energize you and give you a sense of abundance. Now, I have a little bonus tip that I wasn't planning on adding, but it's something that I feel like is so important. And it's something that I've shared before on the podcast. But whatever it is that you are doing, whether it's weight loss, whether it's some other type of goal, or whether you are not setting goals at all, I want you to consider how you can laugh every single day. How can you laugh out loud? What can you find that will make you laugh every single day? This is something powerful that I do for myself, and it really changes my life. (laughs) It sounds so cliche, but truly... Laughing every day reminds me that things in the world can't be that bad. If we still are able to laugh, then there is hope for us. So my friends, I've shared with you some things to think about today. I want you to really consider them. Make 2021 a great opportunity for you to do something different this time. For you to really start to go internally and do the work to make everything externally amazing. As we start this new year, I am feeling especially grateful for this podcast and for all of you listeners. So thank you. Thank you so much for listening and for supporting this podcast. It's going to be a great year. I'll talk to you next week.